Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, we have an update on the Alexander Georgiev saga. Marc-Andre Fleury hits an all-time mark. Is he an all-time goalie? Frank Vetrano, fan of birds. Sean Dersey of the Arizona Coyotes joins the show for the most electric interview you've ever heard in your life. And the Sabres had a pizza party, so Sean has takes. It's What Chaos, five stars, subscribe on YouTube. Let's get it going. Tuesday, January 16th, the United States, and this is What Chaos. I'm DJ Bean. We got Sean DePaz here, and we got Pete Blackburn in Chicago. Hi, Pete. Hello. A big congratulations to Sean, by the way, on the Buffalo Bills. A nice yes, playoff sirs. win. <laughs> congratulations. Not exactly sweat-free uh, for our guy Sean yesterday, but yesterday, a win is a win way. is a win. Buffalo sweep. Sabres shutout win over the Sharks, too, and a game that got moved because of the bills so that's uh, a good day congratulations for being the sharks wow didn't Just think you'd it. be able to pull that off sabers are are <laughs> three and one in the month of january january i believe so wow start to 2024 you might want to revise those uh all-star rosters yeah hey casey middlestat <laughs> deserves to be an all-star middlestat mode another th- a three-point night yesterday three-point game and the sabers three nothing win he's very very good it's the all-star it's game that- deserves got nothing that- to do with it True. Yeah, I was going to say, as we discussed yesterday, deserve has nothing to do with the all-star rosters this year because that's not a requirement. Uh, let's grab each other's asses for a little bit. Pete, it is very snowy here in Boston. How is it in Chicago? Uh, extremely cold, but not snowy. It is a high of zero degrees today, a low of negative 12. So uh, no snow, but very, very cold. How cold is All it right. there? Well, this is a that? weather report. How cold is it there? It's very, it's cold enough for there to be snow. So that's uh, 30 degrees according to my Apple Watch. But yeah, there is snow. So we're fighting the elements. Hell yeah. We got Sean Dersey. Is it a good vibe? Is it like a, is it a a nice snow? Is it a beautiful snow? Or is it like a gross, yucky snow? If this were a Friday and it was supposed to snow worse tomorrow, today would be like a great day. You know, like the beginning of like a cozy, snowed in weekend? Yep. This would be a great first day of that where like it's not so bad if you need to run out and get some extra stuff, you can still do it. But Sean and I were the both surprised. The get the bread and the milk. I learned uh, I learned via text message that it was snowing. Wouldn't have known otherwise. Sean said he didn't know that it was snowing until he left his garage. So 
a couple of sports heads. We were locked in on our sports. Didn't know anything about what was outside. Wait, can we talk real quick? Sean, you got a garage? Well, I mean, I have like a, a an apartment with like a parking garage under it. It's not like my own personal garage. I know, but that's still pretty fucking sick. No, it's very. Good for you. It was parking was a necessity when I moved here. That was one of my like non-negotiables for my apartment. That's something you got to know about Sean. Look at this bougie ass bitch. Yeah, parking or I'm out. I'm leaving. We have Sean Dursey, the Phoenix Coyotes, on today's show, and we'd wanted to get him for a while, and we were. Oh boy. What you you just did the the biggest? I don't know Arizona if you did it on a coyote. I was gonna say Jeez, I didn't know if you did it on my purpose dick. or I'm not. I'm very very sick. Okay, okay, that's fair. I'm just saying I couldn't let that go because Coyotes fans would have had would have thrown a fit. That's like a dollar in the jar. It was a it was a test. You guys all failed. Okay, I was just making I, well because I didn't put it past you to have been doing that just to bother me. So I I wanted to make sure, but I had to call you out. I was reminding everybody that. They're not just Arizona's team. They're every town in Arizona. I'm actually... They're I'm the very, Glendale well, yes, Coyotes. I'm, they're the Tempe Coyotes. They're the Tempe Coyotes. I'm very curious as people who root for the New England Patriots. Um, well, I know you're a Chargers fan, but does... does Shut up, Leah. Leah. Now Leah's giving me shit. In listen, the- listen, Shane's <laughs> doing it too. Shane's a... a, a Shane, a I'm very, very producer. sick. Um, do you feel like a team being named vague like that, like actually makes it more like does the Boston, does it being the New England Patriots versus the Boston Patriots make it more uh, appealing to non-Boston residents or does it not, like, would it not matter? Do you think it actually yeah, no, matters think- that Arizona over Phoenix? Nothing appeals to Boston residents anyway, so you could just call it whatever you want. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, if it makes you feel better, DJ, on TV yesterday, I said uh, Chris Nealon instead of Chris Nyland, and I uh, I felt very bad about it afterwards. I saw that. you. Uh, I don't know how I saw it because I don't follow the account that posted it. You must have retweeted it, and I was going to retweet yeah. it to support you, but yeah, in thank support you for not for doing you, that. In support for you after watching yeah. the clip, and honestly, I'm, I'm usually like a blind retweet. If somebody puts yeah. something out there that they're proud of, like if if they post uh, something from work, I assume they feel good enough about it that I should share it for them too. Watched it, and I was like, they're gonna roast him in the quote tweets. Yeah. So I I, I, I unretweeted it. <laughs> I unretweeted it because I was like, oh no, people are gonna roast me for this. So I felt quite embarrassed about it, but it's it is what it is. I was a little nervous. We uh we move on. New day today. The Sedona Coyotes. Hey, everybody, uh, shout out uh, me for being the most inclusive Coyotes Shout supporter. out the Snowflake Coyotes. Uh, real city in Arizona, by the way. I wasn't calling them snowflakes. They are. There's, there's a Snowflake, Arizona. There is? Yes. Snowflake, Arizona? Yes. That's where Pete's from. Snowflake <laughs> he is. Ooh, um, I like Biden. You- That's Pete. <laughs> That's, that's me, buddy. That's me for sure. I was thinking, uh, like, what would be, you know, be such a good bit being like what? a Biden guy because, like, no one, like, you either don't care about Biden or you, for some reason, hate Biden. I like the idea of someone being like, dude, fucking Biden. Isn't that guy the man? Isn't that I, guy crushing? I, uh, guy, Biden is that guy so cooking? clutch. Biden. Nobody has cooked in the White House like Biden in a long proud, time. Proud graduate of Syracuse University Law School. Just a big day for Syracuse. Big day for, day for nope. upstate New York. So from the uh, woke Arizona, somebody <laughs> says, uh, well, we do have Sean Dursey from the NHL joining us today. And <laughs> it's an incredible conversation. We'd want to get him for a while. And there was a scheduling conflict earlier. The Coyotes looped back to us and they were like, hey, 
we going to make this happen at some point? We were like, hell yeah, let's do it. Sean was incredible. Probably the best response to an icebreaker we've had. And that set the tone for an incredible conversation. We went with him for about an hour. So we had to cut it down tremendously to fit into the show. But we will put the Jersey cut on YouTube. So if you are not on the What Chaos YouTube, go to youtube.com slash at What Chaos Show. You'll get the whole thing. Plus a bunch of clips, shorts, extra fun stuff we do on there. It's amazing. But we start with the goaltenders of the NHL because we have learned most likely why Alexander Georgiev somehow got into the NHL All-Star game. We both Mm -hmm. uh, blew our tops about Georgiev of the Avalanche getting voted in despite being an extremely mid-goaltender this season. We were saying it must have been Avalanche fans. Then some Avalanche fans came to us and they were like, hey, Dustin Pedroia voice. It wasn't me. It was not like... we got a wide variety of responses uh, in regards to Georgiev yesterday from Avalanche fans. Like some of them were like, no, no, hell no. We didn't vote this guy. And this guy stinks. And then like another good portion of people were like, uh, stop saying he stinks. He's been pretty good. The defense in front of him hasn't been very good. Like he's kind of getting hung out to dry. Cool, so you get and to be an all-star? It, well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. And then the other, there is another section of people that were like, yeah, we voted to, to send him to the All-Star game to punish him. Nobody wants to go. So as a, as a punishment for poor play, we voted him into the All-Star game, which I kind of love that idea. That's my favorite one. Like find yeah, out who we have. We have a guest coming up uh, next week who might have been outspoken about not wanting to go to the All-Star game. And we tried to trick him into thinking he was winning the fan vote. And he was like, fuck you guys. No I'm playing shitty it. on purpose. <laughs> I'm not getting going to the uh, all-star game. I would like to do that, though. That would be like a, uh, I mean, the, the John Scott thing was, uh, what was the guy's name on um, on American Idol who couldn't sing? And everyone was like, fuck it. We vote this guy in. William Hung? No. No. I mean, William Hung was a, incredible. There was a San, was it like Sandi- Sanjaya? You remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had like really, he was like a really pretty person and had like amazing hair, couldn't really sing. And everyone was like, fuck it. We like this guy. We're sending him through. And American Idol had to be like, stop fucking around. And everyone was like, sorry, we like this guy. We want him to be a star. (laughs) He wins. Uh, Anyway, uh, the most plausible theory was that when you went and filled out the all-star thing online, shout out the chat. Everybody jumped in. They were like, yeah, it was Sanjaya. Uh, When you filled out the vote, the goalie portion was sorted by wins. So Mm -hmm. as fate would have it, Alexander Georgiev was the first person there. So if anybody was like finishing a ballot, I get like, did did you voters, did you have to vote every position? Because I I would, I I don't know. I didn't, I famously didn't vote, but like if Ah. the, by all accounts, it sounds like the NHL's voting website sorted by wins by default, which is possibly the dumbest thing that you could do as like a, as like an NHL website for goaltenders, like the, maybe the only dumber stat to sort by would be goals. And then you'd have <laughs> what, like any, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic in the, yeah. uh, in, in Tristan Jari in the, uh, in the all-star game instead. But like, yeah, sorting by wins is an incredible move by the NHL and they have blood on their hands for Georgiev being in the all-star game this year. So that is why he got in. I got to give credit to, uh, there's a, a Twitter user named D4Bean. I believe yes. it went like this. Pete 
retweeted a clip of me complaining about Alexander Georgiev being an all-star and somebody respond to Pete saying, oh, shut up. You've been crying about this for three days straight. Give it a rest. And Pete did not know until our conversation about Alexander Georgiev being an all-star <laughs> that Alexander Georgiev was an all-star. Yeah, and I, I literally said, I said, I will give you $500 if you can find one receipt of me talking about Alex Georgiev this season. Not, not even like a negative thing about the all-star game before today. If you can find me saying a single thing, positive or negative, about Georgiev this entire season before today, I'll give you $500 and radio well, silence. Are, because I'll tell you who I hadn't thought of for basically this entire season was Alex Georgiev. Uh, well, clearly wins are the most important stat. And uh, yesterday, Alexander Georgiev lost to the Montreal Canadiens, who suck big time. So maybe we withdraw that. But I mean... I, I, I do. I, I want to push back on the Canadians suck big time. They got heart, man. That's a team that plays hard and I respect them. So they hung in there with the, uh, they hung in there with the Oilers as the Oilers won their 10th straight game and proved that Connor McDavid is better than Wayne Gretzky because Gretzky could never accomplish that. Yeah. Like the Canadians aren't good. We can all kind of agree on that, but they're a, a not so good team that plays, plays hard. And I do respect that. I do want to talk about wins, actually, goaltender wins, because uh, with the Wilds 5-0 win over the Islanders last night, Marc-Andre Fleury passed Patrick Waugh with his 552nd career NHL win. He is now second all-time in the NHL. Martin Brodeur is first with 691. Uh, as we've covered, we don't really care about NHL goaltender wins, but for some reason, Marc-Andre Fleury finishing his career very high on that list hits me in the feels in kind of a good way. I don't think that he deserves to be considered a top two anything when it comes to goaltending, but for the first overall pick... In, what about top two smile? Ah, top two... Gotcha uh, there, pal. Top two swords in the back. We'll talk That's about true. Alan Walsh later top in this podcast. Top two prankster. Yeah. Uh, first overall pick in a pretty bad draft, or what was considered a pretty bad draft... Team with the first overall pick, the Panthers traded down. They were like, we don't care about this draft. And Flurry goes first overall, ends up carving out a really good career with a really good team. The Penguins won a bunch of cups there. And Flurry strikes me now, obviously. Like when you think of Marc Andre Flurry, do you consider him a journeyman? Because I do. I don't. Um, I consider him a guy who's played for like, what, three, four, four teams? Four teams? Four, four teams? But like, uh, no, I don't consider him a journeyman. I, I do consider him as having one of the weirdest careers in the history of the NHL in terms of like, you know, not necessarily like a, he obviously isn't a flame out or anything like that. He's the second most wins of goaltenders of all time. But like, he's a guy whose stock has been on rapid decline, like several times in his career and has managed to pull himself out of it and not only like bring himself back to relevancy, but like he's won a Vezina. He's won a Stanley Cup. Like it's, it's a, uh, he's had a, an extreme roller coaster career to a degree where I don't think a lot of other players have had the ups and downs that Mark Andre Fleury has had and is been still kicking. Like I don't think that we expect him to be in the NHL and kind of doing okay in his 40s. Yeah, so I do consider him a journeyman, but just barely. He's a weird journeyman because he spent his first 12 years with the team that drafted him. And Sorry, he's 39. Yeah. He's 39. He's not yet in his 40s. Uh, who is it earlier this season that said he was like 45 as a joke on his team? 
uh, one of one of his uh, one know, of his probably teammates. Somebody who was not saying it as a joke and was just guessing because, like, if you were no, like Mark Andre Fleury forty one, I'd be like, ugh, maybe. It was it was a joke because uh, Mark Andre Fleury keeps stealing his clothes. I don't know if you've kept up with this at all, but Fleury keeps stealing his clothes out of his locker, and he keeps having to like leave and get to games with like missing shirts and stuff. So he's wearing like a blazer with just no shirt underneath. I want to say it's like Brandon Duhame or something, but yeah, it's uh, it's somebody called him forty five, and it has kind of like forced my mind into believing that Mark Andre Fleury is in his forties. Yeah, well, as you said, he's kind of been left for dead a few times in his career, and 2021, he still ends up winning a Vezina. So, like, I I respect him, and I think that he's been a victim of his contract at points where it's like a, what do we do with this guy? But for the first overall pick in a bad draft to have a long career and do it multiple stops, I mean, he almost won another cup in Vegas. Great, great, great career for a player that I know he's a first overall pick, like, I did not expect this from him. And I think that when he, certainly when he left Pittsburgh, nobody expected this from him. So uh, congratulations to him. I do like that he's not going to catch, uh, that he's not going to catch Martin Brodeur. I think that first should be held by like an all-time great goalie. And I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury is an all-time great goalie. Uh, I will tell you who is though. That's Elvis Merzlikens because uh, he got his, what, his first win in like five games uh, a shootout win over the Canucks just lets it all out, screams like a maniac, has a bunch of bonkers quotes, and is like, and as you guys all know, I want the fuck out of here. What a legend. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love that so much. I mean, his celebration after uh, the big win in the shootout was was good on its own. And then you talk about like him being like, I'm, yes, I'm mad. I'm letting the monster out of me right now. And of course, I yes, you've heard the rumors. I want to be traded. Get me out of here. And then what did he sell, say after that? He was like, uh, oh, he was like, I, uh, I needed this win. I needed this win badly. And I got it. And now I am laughing. <laughs> like, he wasn't laughing. He said, now I am laughing. Sir, you Amazing. are actively not laughing. <laughs> I uh, That guy seems like, a dude whose stock is going to soar when he gets to his next team. And I could be very wrong about that. You can keep the receipts if you want, but I love the fire. And I think that he is a very good goalie. Um, at least can be, I, I haven't, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm a goaltending expert. I've said this openly many times. I have no idea how to evaluate goaltending and it is the most unpredictable thing in the world, but I have seen like Elvis Merzlikens has been dominant at points during his NHL career. And I, I think that he, he an angry Elvis in a new location playing for a good team could be awesome. Uh, well, it's a very sad day in what uh, chaos history. We need to uh, denounce, denounce or renounce. If I were not sick, I'd be all over this. I think it is denounce. I think denounce is with uh, a person and renounce is with uh, a cause. We okay. denounce Frank Vetrano and we renounce his actions because he did something uh, unseemly yesterday uh, after the Ducks came back from a 4-2 deficit and beat the Panthers uh, 5-4 in overtime uh, Frank Vetrano or I guess it was late in the third period of this game uh, Frank Vetrano had uh, gotten in a tussle with Matthew Kachuk American on American crime 
and it was uh it was very a high school wrestling um yeah. like it was not a hockey fight it was both guys on on the ground legitimately high school wrestling and it, kachuk was in the top position for a little bit uh it seemed like he kind of had the alpha the alpha position uh I, did you know this about me i was a high school wrestler you were a high school wrestler for like two years and i hated it it sucked. And I, I was like the dirtiest high school wrestler. Every time you would start in that top position, I would take my chin and just dig it into the, like in between the shoulder blades of the guy in the bottom position. And, and like, they would always complain about it and it was, it would always work and I would always get away with it. So, so it's like baseball. You have like a smaller strike zone when you're a small wrestler. I also did that. I did like the very low crouch down batting stance as a person who is not tall. Doing that is a cheat code. I had so many walks. I think my batting average was like 0. 0.050. And I my on-base percentage was probably like 400. 700. Absolutely yeah. love that. But yeah. uh, in, in, in all of the madness, Frank Vetrano removed his glove to give a Florida Panthers. No, no, fan. that was in the o overtime. After, it was in, after oh, the, the third, the third period was the stuff with Kachuk. Yeah. Overtime was takes off his glove, give the finger. And all kidding aside, this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because amazing. look at the old guy he's flipping off, and look how happy the old guy is. I don't know if he's flipping off that old guy. I think he's, I think he's looking a couple rows behind him. But the old guy in the first row who just watched his favorite team, the Florida Panthers, lose in overtime, got the biggest chuckle out of Frank Petrano flipping the bird. I guess that the person that he was flipping off may have thrown a water bottle on the ice. That might have been the reason. But bad journalism that nobody asked Frank Petrano about this after the game, right? Because I didn't see any quotes about it. I wonder if the team didn't make him available because they were like, no, he he's talked. hot. He's no, he talked off. Really? And yeah, he talked about like how intense the end of the game was and uh, and stuff like that. But I, I don't think that I saw any quotes about him actually flipping flipping the bird. I got to say, like nobody comes out of this looking worse than Andrew Ference because Andrew Ference famously had a awesome middle finger to the uh, city of Montreal in a playoff game for the Bruins. And he kept his glove on. And I thought it was funny at the time, and I, I still think it's kind of funny that he did keep his glove on and still managed to get the middle finger up in the glove to display uh, to display that big FU. But it's so much funnier having seen Frank Vetrano take the glove off and just throw the bird a couple rows deep. That is so, so good. My favorite part about the Ferentz thing is that he lied about it. Afterwards, denied it. Oh, yeah. He said I did not do that. That's the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of, I don't think deep fakes existed. <laughs> I am positive they did in 2011, but I, I'd gone to, I was covering that game and uh, it was in Montreal. I went to the Canadians room after the game and I wanted to try to do both. So I left the Canadians room a little early and I was sprinting to the Bruins room. And as I was sprinting to the Bruins room, I saw the worst thing you could see as you are running into a dressing room, which is reporters Penis. starting to trickle out. No. Okay. 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 Penises, we, we, it's, it's healthy. Um, I'm, as I'm walking, as I'm running to the Bruins room, I see Fluto Shinzawa walking out and he's just like chuckling. And I was like, what happened? What happened? Did Ferentz talk? And he goes, he said he didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, he said he didn't do it. Does he know that they like, there were cameras and we all saw he was like, he just said he didn't do it. He said it was like something wrong with his glove. And the famous quote was, there was a glove malfunction. <laughs> There's uh on the power rankings of like ways to handle that in the aftermath. I think one 
is owning it and just being like, yeah, so what? Flip the bird. Uh, you know, I don't like them, whatever. Number two is just lying about something that clearly happened <laughs> like that. That is essentially doubling down in a way. And it might be funnier than any other possibility. It should be like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. I had a friend in college. I had a friend in college who would claim to uh, like not receive messages on AOL Instant Messenger, and he'd be like, "Oh, I, I, I don't know. It just like must not have gone through." And I guess like we still didn't know enough about technology. Where I was like, "I think they always go through," but he says it didn't. Uh, go he's through. the one guy in the world who just isn't getting and isn't getting those messages uh, to come through. And I'm willing to bet just by coincidence that those were messages that he didn't care to see and That's somehow they, they just didn't get delivered. They were all like, Hey, like we're going to dinner in 10, you want to come? And he just like wouldn't reply and wouldn't come to dinner with us. And we'd be like, uh, what happened? Did you get dinner on your own? He'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get you. Why did you send me a message? It just, I don't know. It didn't come through. <laughs> Amazing. I do want to point out as I was looking for a quote from Frank Vetrano after, uh, after yesterday's incident, I did find this tweet from 2018 uh, this tweet that says Frank Vetrano with the middle finger to his old team from a random guy, Mike Sanchez, who is a Florida Panthers fan. 2018. This was after Frank Vetrano, uh, I believe, scored a goal against the Boston Bruins. Yep, looked it up. It was in the, the first period of a game against the Boston Bruins. Uh, Frank Vetrano scored a goal to put the Panthers up to nothing. And the Panthers ended up winning that game. But the idea of middle finger, who's like, well, could he be a repeat offender? Repeat offender, six years later, right back to where we started uh, for, against his former team, the Florida Panthers. Although yeah. Frank Vitrano has a lot of former teams at this point. But he, also, yeah. Yeah. also Frank Vitrano crushed with Panthers. He did, didn't yeah. He, didn't he light it up with the Panthers and then he was traded to uh, the Rangers? Rangers, and then he, like, yeah. And then he lit it up for the Rangers down the stretch. And he had a great, he had a great playoffs for the Rangers that year. Like, he's a, he's like an arrive and go off guy. I think Yeah, there yeah, are players yeah. like that. Like when they first get to a team, they just go crazy. Well, and, he's also like, he's, he's also largely a plug and play kind of guy where like his shots nasty. And if like, if that's just kind of what you need to add that spark to your team, Vetrano is a guy that can just come in and, and just like snipe. So uh, yeah, it was fun to watch him that year in particular. Last thing uh, before we get to Sean Dersey is after that game, the the Ducks tweeted out that uh, Ben Affquack was uh, was really happy after that win. I said, Ducks, what are you talking about? And this was the clip they posted. Joined by... That duck doesn't want to work. He wants to bang on the drum all day. I know it was an accident, but uh, introducing that clip with joined by and then having the ben duck was an in incredible Sean accidental is very mistake. Sick, Pete. Sean is very, very sick. No, I mean, that was, a, that was an incredible art performance by Sean. Uh, just really on the ones and twos. That was awesome. Uh, I, I did not know about the existence of Ben Affquack until this moment. Or I guess yesterday's moment when you sent it in the in the text chain, but uh, yeah, I, I my big question was: Is this duck a ducks fan, or was this duck a viral sensation that already existed and then was co-opted by the Anaheim Ducks? Uh, I've been told that this duck was already famous. Yes, and the ducks that's the latter. There was a guy okay. that got a duck, and he 
wanted it to have more functionality than just being like a farm animal. He wanted it to be more like a pet, to which I would say watch Friends for me one time. Just have it roam around the apartment. Right. Uh, but he would have it play the drums. He was like, the duck really likes playing the drums. And I'm like, I think you keep putting a drum underneath the duck. Uh, but <laughs> to each their own, uh, tomato, tomato. And at some point, the ducks team ended up being involved. I started to send the ducks an email being like, tell us about this duck. But then I figured it was Googleable, so I Googled it instead. And that's you find the, out anything? That's the long and the short of it. It's just like it's just like a popular duck online. I don't What's know. What's the like, lifespan of ducks? It'd be a real tough blow for the Anaheim Ducks if that duck just died in the middle of the season. Uh, or if the duck was like, yeah, I'm more of like a sharks guy. <laughs> like imagine, imagine Ben Affleck just changes allegiances midway we'll play through the, the drums for the ducks, and then they're like, uh, how about the? Uh, Knights, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, do you have any strong opinions on ducks? Uh, no, I was just looking it up. They they live for eight to twelve years, so okay. Don't know how old that duck is. Um, Hopefully, it's in the early stages. He might be able to see this ducks rebuild through. Right, I was gonna say, I don't, I don't have any strong opinions on. Is ducks. it a veteran I, duck? I just feel like if you're a duck, you're kind of obligated to be an Anaheim Ducks and Oregon Ducks fan. Like, I it don't, does not have much of a choice there. I feel like. It does I bet, highlight. I bet, ducks that, aren't, I bet ducks aren't riddled with chlamydia. That, that, that's that true. For them. Yeah, I mean, the bar is pretty high um, <laughs> for me to really hate an animal. I don't think that's the sort of thing you're supposed to take a chance on. I don't think you're supposed to say, I bet this. This yeah, I mean, doesn't have chlamydia. Well, all I know let's, is that they don't ben have the reputation of all of them having chlamydia. Good name. Ben Affleck is a great name. It's it a does, great though. Name. Yeah, th th that was really what got my attention. I was like, mm -hmm. if this is an Anaheim Ducks thing and it's named Ben Affleck, all the way in. But yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I wouldn't give a shit about this duck if it wasn't named Ben Affleck. Mm. The whole thing, though, does underscore what a silly name the Mighty Ducks was. I and I love the name the Mighty Ducks, but the idea of a duck being mighty is just very unrealistic. They're not a mighty a, a mighty species. Is um is would i'm not smart so would you say like mighty is a qualifier or yeah. what is it is like a qualifier a adjective so yeah adjective but it's like a descriptor i feel like more teams should lean into descriptors before like a generic like right. the san jose angry sharks like the fight something like that the nearby lightning Yes. Yeah. It would be a, a fun exercise to come up with a descriptor for every team name that uh that exists in the NHL. The uh like the the I I I guess just making anything close makes it scarier. Like the True. the local Bruins. Like fuck, there are Ooh, Bruins in Boston. I'm not going there what, now. What about the Nashville in your neighborhood predators? Uh yeah. The, the Nashville, like, online predators. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. We do speak about, we do speak about things in the area and certain climates that could scare you with Sean Dursey. We're going to get to him in just a second. But first, I got to tell a story about a time I wanted tickets to the game. And I said, I, if I don't get to go to this game, I'm going to lose it. And my wife said, why don't you try game time? It's an easy website that has all it's got a great layout you go right on there and you can get the best prices to the best games and best events and i said well does it let me get as many tickets as i want and my wife said yeah 
how many tickets do you want? I said two. She said, are you bringing me? I said, no, I'm bringing my guma. So I went on game time. Yeah, I went on game time and I got these two tickets. And let me tell you what, the experience was so easy. My favorite layout of all of the various ticketing brokers. It's so easy. You see the seats right there. You click. You could see how it's going to look. You know how it's going to be. You could see the experience right there, and you cannot wait to click through. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use code CHAOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CHAOS for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guarantees. Guaranteed. Use code chaos for $20 off. Here is yes, Pete. I just want to know before we go to Sean Dursey, Julian Breesbaugh spoke this morning and said that Steven Stamkos is not getting traded this year. We can put that to bed. It was pretty emphatic. So any Steven Stamkos trade rumors, I think we can squash them. But uh, if not, then that'd Bad be an journalist. awesome twist. Bad journalist. What do you, what do you, you mean? know what I would have said? Yeah, I would have said Drewski voice. What do you mean by that? <laughs> That's what I would have said. Well, well, hey, hey, Julian, let's pull that thread a little bit. When you say he's not getting traded this year, do you mean like U.S. this year, Canadian this year? It could be anything. He should have. He should have come out and said that on like December thirty first. That would have really year? thrown people into a blender. It's Pete's. Anyone know when the Chinese New Year is? I, I think. Pete would, the way he was running his mouth yesterday. Here is uh, Sean Dursey of the Arizona Coyotes. You do not want to miss this icebreaker. Joined by Coyotes defenseman Sean Dursey. Sean, you're a, a right defenseman. You ever look around the league at some of these guys and say, boy, I, th- I think he's a wrong defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at, I mean, all the right defensemen in the league, they're pretty good players. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry you tried to give a real answer there. I'm just being a... Dude, I was like, like what in start. the world did I just get myself into? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, you look around the league and some of these guys suck. I was like, no, 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 you know don't what? do that. No, no, I was I was going to say they're pretty good, actually. <laughs> you look at the right team in the league, they're pretty good. Uh, actually, one of my favorite things is you are – have you ever had to play, like, the left side that much? Yeah, last season in, in L.A., I played a lot of a lot of the left side there with uh, Matt Roy. So it was, it was new, but, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Okay, so people don't know this, and when, when I was a beat writer, it always fascinated me. Left defensemen can play the right side because typically when they're coming up, youth hockey, junior, whatever, there aren't a lot of right shots on their team. So they can play both because they've been doing it their whole life. It's like learning. It's like speaking two languages your whole life. And correct me if I'm wrong. And when you get to, if you're a right shot defenseman, you typically, when you're growing up, don't need to be put on the left side. So in the NHL, sometimes guys get moved from the right to the left side. And they're like, Jesus, fuck, this is so much harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was nuts last year. Like, like we, I mean, we we had a bunch of injuries my first year. And then I came last year and, and kind of, if I wanted to play top four minutes, I had to play the left. And I was, I've been pretty unlucky with that situation. Because like here in, in Arizona now too, we have, not unlucky, but just like eight 
we were carrying eight defensemen right now and five of us are righties where you look around the league there's like one righty on a team and you know it's just the the draw of, of the bunch there but that's i've been pretty uh i've been around some pretty good righties so far in the nhl as a defenseman like you you get your points you get your goals uh but like is there ever a time where you're like man, I should have played forward. Like these guys get all the glory. These guys get like, uh, you know, the, the scoring mostly comes from the forwards. You ever like reconsider your, your choice to play defense? Uh, absolutely not. I know, you know, defenseman, the number one rule is never trust a forward. And, uh, <laughs> we, we always kind of laugh about it. There's always an ongoing battle wherever I've gone of, you know, defenseman versus forwards in practice. And, you know, we kind of take pride as a decor together and, and it's always a fun battle. But now that I've kind of, you know, been a defenseman and, and kind of taken pride in that sense of it, I would, I would never switch. Do you think you could play forward? Easiest position in sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My teammates are probably laughing. <laughs> laughing. This one goes I up to Alex that. Kerfoot. <laughs> Yeah, do you ever look around at some of these forwards? And say, I think that guy's the plays plays wrong forward the way he plays. Does <laughs> <laughs> that a question? Because we we can talk about that one. Yeah, me and Kerfa have have a good laugh about it. He thinks it's so easy to be a defenseman, and I tell him it's so easy to be a forward. And uh, Dino last year did the same thing. He goes, "All you guys do is just chip it off the glass. It's so easy." And we just laugh. And I said. You guys just skate around with your heads cut off. It's so easy to forecheck. And, you know, it's it's the ongoing battle that we always laugh about, but it's it's all in good fun. I mean, every I, position. I'm trying to think of the actual hard. answer to that is, though. And, like, what – who gets – what the fuck was he doing out there more? A forward or a – I'm sorry, what the fuck were they doing out there more? A forward defenseman. or a defenseman? If you get caught out of position as a defenseman, I feel like uh, it's you just get torched. Yeah, we've I, talked I about that... it. It's got to be it's got to be goalies the hardest mm-hmm. because you could look real bad real quick. You can't you can't really afford any mistakes. Then you got defensemen. You know some of the mistakes are snuffed out by the goalie. You, you don't really see them or you know turnover. It's a big save. It's it's not really going anywhere. Whereas if they score, then you're you're looking pretty bad. But um, and then forwards, they just skate around, try backhand sauce, cross ice. <laughs> turned over it's a three on two whatever they should never score in a three on two so it's uh it's got to be that but although i'll say i'll say center's tough center's got to be i'd put it in there for you're you're playing low you're then you're going to four check it's it's tough yeah i mean center you're you're like in charge and you're you're just kind of driving you're essentially the the defensively of the forward group yeah but it sounds like sean it sounds like you're saying that the goalies and the defense correct me if i'm wrong have some sort of like unspoken understanding of like we're the adults here no one expects these idiots in front of us to be smart so we got to make sure that we're on our p's and q's because they're probably going to mess up it's about us to make sure it doesn't get any worse than that 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 is exactly what you're saying no doubt about it we actually we actually do a d and goalie dinner every month here in arizona and and the main topic of conversation is how much we can't trust the forwards so it's it's pretty funny actually and it's uh it's our favorite conversation to have and it's always over uh you know it's always with a nice steak and you know maybe a bottle of red wine but it's it's a good laugh always about 
talking about the forwards. Is this, I can't tell if we're still doing the bit. You actually like have get togethers to shit talk oh, your forwards? 100%. You, you know how you were messing with me with that? With, you know this how you were my favorite with team that question? Now. I wouldn't do that to you this early. <laughs> this is my favorite fucking team in the world. I love him saying, I wouldn't do that to you this early when your first question was like the most shit can answer question. No, he, I mean, it, it shows what a like good guy and constant professional trust tree we are that he was like, you know what? This professional interviewer has asked me a question. I'm going to give him a professional answer, even though it was. I, don't, I actually don't think if we want to like analyze that first question, I don't think it's that bad. I bet sometimes I know that you're a defenseman, so it, it's established you hate forwards. But I bet some defensemen every now and then, like, yeah, I don't know, like you run into like Drew Doughty or something and you're like, hey, you see the way is playing defense recently? Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? One thing I've learned is you can never really... As a player in this league, you don't criticize other players in this league. Like in all Oh, come on. I've seen the Ottawa Senators Uber ride video. That's not true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you just don't I know, know but you'll get humbled so quick. You got to you can't do it. It's it's such a hard league and the minute you say something about something else, you know, it, it happens to to one of you guys. So you just you can't do it. It's just that's why that question there was no way to answer it. I had no, nothing for you. All right, well, then check this out. Uh, who is the worst player on your team? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, <would never laughs> uh, I, I do, like, I want to be positive about players on your team. Connor Ingram I was, is a bad fucking dude. He's awesome. Every glimpse we've seen of him, it's, like, more and more and more of, like, this dude is not not just for real, not just so for real. Like he is a stud. My, Have you known that since you've been there? My question was going to be, what did you get Connor Ingram for Christmas? Because holy shit. <laughs> so that's the so that's the thing. When we do these D dinners, it's uh, it's usually one of the the D men who pay because we, we just thank the goalies for kind of saving our asses all the time. But um, no, honestly, we're I can't believe how lucky we are here. Like both of our goalies are. are world world-class players like Ingi's had such a sick year so far and like veg is all-time teammate you know great guy both of them work really hard in practice both of them are you know it's a great laugh with them all the time like they're they're really good guys and uh i think the connection we have as a team is is pretty special to be honest with you it's you know i'm shit talking the forwards all all you know podcast so far but it's it's all in good fun like they'll give it right back to us and the two-on-ones we do in practice, you know, we're all chirping each other, pushing each other to, to you know, do better. And it, it's it's such a good atmosphere here. And I think when you have that kind of camaraderie within a team, it, it's it's pretty special because, you know, everybody wants each other to succeed. Everybody wants to do better. And I couldn't be happier, you know, for Ingi and, and you know, Veg to, to have great years and to, to play in front of them. And, and honestly, when they're having good years, it, it only helps me. So I hope they keep doing what they're doing. I have to imagine the the way that you guys have played this year and like it's been a, a really, really good year for you guys that like it's been a sense of relief because I mean, you coming over from L.A. and obviously not the best season for Arizona last year. And, uh, you know, it is what it is like over the past handful of years. But like how how impressed have you been with the organization and like how much of a relief has it been based off your expectations when you were coming over? Yeah, I mean, when I got traded, it was pretty clear to me what the plan was going forward. Um, Bill and 
and Bear kind of made it clear that this team's going to get better and, you know, that we're ready to get better now. And, and I think as a player, that's what you want to hear. You never want to – I don't really know any players who who've really wanted to be a part of a rebuild. And, I mean, at least I wouldn't want to be. It's it's You want to win. It's why you play the game. It's what makes it fun. You can just see the mood around the, the room after a win. But to have that conversation with them, you know, immediately the day of the trade – I kind of knew what I was coming into. Uh, I mean, they had a pretty good culture here. I just have to kind of accommodate myself to it, bring what I can to the table. I mean, coming from LA, it was a pretty, pretty good team. I, I learned a lot from those veterans over there. So I just, I, I kind of brought that with me. And um, yeah, I mean, be able, be able to contribute to this team is, is, is pretty special right now. Uh, it's, it's, it, it, it started, like I said, the day of the trade. It's just the culture I came into, and uh, to keep it going is, is pretty important for us. You ever see any, like, spiders or <laughs> shit like that in Arizona? I've never been to Arizona. Uh, Buddy, when, when I first got here, I was tiptoeing through my backyard, like, thinking a rattlesnake's going to jump out at me. Like, I'm terrified out of my life. And I, I remember, like... I'd have to go clean the pool heater or the pool filter. And, and I'm like pinching the the cover, like thinking a, a snake or, or scorpion is going to jump out at me. But I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't seen anything. I, the, the craziest thing I've seen was like a, a like a gecko, like those little lizards or whatever. That I can do. That's harmless. I think. Harmless. Uh, unless I, they're, I, I almost, it's like seeing a seal in Cape Cod, which means like you're not really seeing a seal. You're seeing there's <laughs> fucking sharks nearby. So like I, I guess I would Google gecko food chain and just see who eats them. It's going to be like uh, fucking like pterodactyls come down and eat them. You know what? So we, we saw one. We saw one in, in our backyard. And I remember like, oh, my God, is that a? Is that a fucking lizard? Like, what, what, am I, what am I looking at? Like, is this thing going to come flying in the house? Like, he's trying to get in the house? And then we saw the same one for three weeks. So then, you know, we started leaving, like, little pieces of food and stuff outside, like, keeping it as, like, a outdoor pet, I guess. And then after three weeks, I had that exact thought you just came up with is, if we got lizards in our backyard, what's hunting those? Because... <laughs> And maybe we're, we're, like, if you're feeding them, they're just going to bring more lizards. It's like if you find money and you're like, is someone going to come looking for this money? You're like, oh, like, I, I found a cute little lizard. Is there like a pissed off bear that is like, where's yeah. my fucking lizard? That it guy took, me, took it. it. It took three weeks for that to, to kind of click for me. So I wasn't really too sharp on that end of it. But it, I, I realized that it's probably not a great sign having lizards and little bugs in your, in your backyard dude don't get too comfortable either because i remember biz uh like four or five years ago on his instagram story he had a rattlesnake in his garage and he had like a full day battle with this rattlesnake trying to catch it or kill it and i think that he ended up killing it with a hockey stick and basically cutting it in half mm. <laughs> So be, be alert. Two minutes for slashing. Am I right? Uh, I, honestly, so like one of my best friends had his bachelor party in the Grand Teton, Teton, whatever those are. It's the, like people go, Sean knows. Uh, and he was like, yeah, it's going to, we're going to go hiking in these mountains. And it's like this beautiful thing. So I just Googled Grand Teton wildlife 
and it said there were wolverines, which I did not know that wolverines were an actual animal. I thought that was a made-up fucking monster for me. Jack human. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like a comic book thing. So I told him, like, I'm very, very sick. I can't go on planes or something. You I don't know. Me. I thought it was some excuse. But honestly, if there are certain fears of like certain areas and climates, I think the players should be able to veto trades because they're too scared. And like, you have to have a doctor's note or something. But like, I don't know if like, and I don't want this to cost teams like the Coyotes, but certain areas where there's like a predatory animal that you're afraid is going to eat you. You should be like, no, nah, I can't go to that. I know I don't have a no trade or a no move and I'm under 27 years old. Only have like one year of NHL experience, but I don't have to go there because I'm too scared. Yeah. I mean, first off, we're not going to let the, the fact that I just said Jack human slip. It's Hugh Jackman. I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah, so, I, I, know. Let's, I didn't let's even catch it, but thank that. you for bringing let attention me, to let it. Let me correct myself. He's a because, jacked human. You know, great actor and then now back to your question thinking of the, the the places with the warm climates probably have the craziest wildlife i mean it, it's a give or take you want the weather you got to live with it so maybe a rattlesnake in the backyard but you know i'll take 20 degrees celsius in december any day so that's that's kind of a, a give or take where where is considered like i mean maybe it's the place you came from but like where is is there like a universally everybody would be cool with playing their spot is i don't know like maybe like the rangers or the kings or like new york la whatever is there one like, like you, amongst players when they're not talking shit about each other's position groups i mean i've you look at the spots that i've been I, i've been pretty lucky i think i i la and arizona like for good weather, I know a bunch of guys who actually say they can never, players in the league, who say they can never play in, in a warm climate. And I'm like, you got to be crazy. Like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> like, they don't understand. Like, and, and living, growing up in Toronto, you know, like, in, in these months, like, it's cold and you don't see the sun. It's dark, dark at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it's beautiful right now. Like, and, and yeah, it's a little cold, like, this time of year, I realized that it gets cold here, and I didn't know that, honestly. I thought it was just kind of hot the whole time, but it does get a little cold, but the sun's out. Like, it's it's still beautiful outside. You wear a jacket. Like, weather-wise and, and, you know, for just mood and, and all that stuff, it's I've been pretty lucky at those places. I mean, yeah, there's New York, like, pretty cool spots on the East Coast, obviously. Great spots all around the league, but just... For those guys who say they can't play in warm climates, I'll say perfect. Keep some keep some more jobs open there because it's pretty nice in the in the warm cities. But I I do understand. You said it's a give and take. Like I understand why like players would put up with like the cold and like maybe like the harsh media in Toronto if it means a chance to lose. It's a joke about the Leafs. They don't. Win. It's not like you're going there and getting. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, dude, you keep putting me in spots to criticize other players and teams, and I won't do it. Like, you're not gonna it's get. It's not no, like it. you have any relation. It's not like like you know of the Leafs professionally or have ever like been in their organization or grew up watching them. <laughs> or how about this? What was it like for your parents last year when you? But by the way, like. I'm going to say fans probably maybe thought that you like dove or something when you got, you got hit in the head and you went down. 
And <laughs> anyway, so that's a biased little uh, summary. But uh, to folks who don't know, you were slashed in the head. The player got tossed. And I forget who did it. Uh, the player got tossed. And the rest of the game, every time you touched the puck, Maple Leafs fans booed you. Now, you were drafted by the Leafs. That was your first home. You obviously grew up in Toronto. Your folks were at the game. What was it like for them when you were getting booed every time you touched the puck? Well, let me tell you this. I'm still having an ongoing conversation with my grandmother to try, try to get her to come back to one of my games in the NHL because she just refuses. Oh, no. <laughs> she refuses to, to come back ever since that day. I mean, you know, as a player, it was... It was a pretty, pretty cool experience, I guess. Like you, you're especially in Toronto, like your team growing up, you're kind of in that community of Leaf fans. And then to be getting booed by 18,000 people, every time you touch the puck, you, you can kind of hear it coming as, as the puck's coming to you. And it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of, I guess it's, it's not on your bucket list until it happens, but it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. But for my family, it was horrible. It was, I mean, my I guess my my parents thought it was funny. Uh, my dad was kind of laughing at it. He, he thought, you know, this is it's pretty cool. It's you know, eighteen thousand people. Uh, I remember my grandfather told me after he goes, you know what? It was it was a proud moment for me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, eighteen thousand people knew uh, the Dursey last name, and I thought that was cool too. And and you know what? That was. Uh, that was a nice moment. But then my grandmother, who was in tears for 80% of the games, refuses to come back to the game. So I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to convince her to come back this year. I'm, I'm, I have my work cut out for me, but uh, hopefully I can set her up with, you know, either some good seats, a box, something, something to convince her, dinner, whatever it is. But I got to get her to come back. What's the uh, thing that they do? What's the, the, the method of... Facing your fears, where you kind of immerse yourself in it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like uh, exposure yeah. therapy. Yeah, or yeah exposure therapy. So here's what happens: next time you play in Toronto, uh, as soon as you step out for warmups, throw both of your gloves down so everyone can see your hands. Throw a suck it right. Uh, you do a lap. Go in the Leafs. Start shooting their pucks. Doing like, eh, and then like doing this. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't hear you. Maybe, maybe some uh, off-color remarks. Some just say some like terrible things to fans. Really get them riled up. And they're gonna be they're gonna be hooting and hollering, booing so loud oh. that the, if she, if she can get through that first minute, she'll be fine the rest of the game. I think that's a really sweet thing that you could give her. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do for her. I'm sure she would love that. You know, you've had great ideas, great questions. <laughs> right, in, right in the hot hand here. So, <laughs> as, as somebody who nobody on earth appreciates Leafs misery more than me. Uh, so I have to know, as a kid growing up as a Leafs fan, what was your like most depressing moment as a Leafs fan? Oh, uh I think probably when they blew that to Boston was was Hell pretty. Hell yeah, buddy! <laughs> pretty <laughs> <ugly. fan. laughs> I remember I was studying. I was studying for a test and and watching the game at the same time. And I had a bunch of pencils in front of me, and you know I'm writing shit down. And as they're blowing the game, I'm just putting my head down. And then they lose the game, and I just grabbed all the pencils in the house and I snapped them off, threw them at the wall, and you know I thought I was all 
tough shit until my mom starts screaming at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry, I got out of hand. But yeah, that was probably a tough, that was probably a tough moment for, for a Leaf fan. I, I got to ask you this question. And if you've heard it a million times or whatever, you can feel free to roll your eyes and groan or whatever. But what's the deal with your relationship with Pete Davidson? Oh yeah, I have heard it a million times, but no, it's, it was, uh, we, uh, we had a mutual friend in, in LA and, you know, it was, uh, he was in town that night. Uh, I kind of went to go see him and, you know, just say hello and whatever it was, you know, living here now, we're not going to be able to see him as much. So, uh, he was on tour with Pete. Uh, we ended up meeting mini Pete in the show they do together. And then, uh, he was a big coyote fan. He's from Arizona and we, uh, took a pic together and, and whatever me and Pete were hanging out. And, and as we're taking the pic, Pete kind of popped in and, you know, it kind of blew up. So it was, uh, honestly, like at the time, you don't even think anything of it. And then the next couple of days, it kind of went nuts a little bit, but it was, uh, Pete's a cool guy. It was my first time meeting him. Uh, he's funny as hell, you know, like people say, so. Uh, even just in casual conversation, but that that kind of pick that pick blew up when you know you don't even think anything of it. Uh, do us a favor and uh, settle a, a bet. You said that you would have Ben Affleck play you if a movie were made about your life. Our producer Sean said, "Oh, well, he kind of looks like a young Affleck." I agree. Pete says you two don't look too similar. Is that why you picked Ben Affleck? Because you thought that there was maybe some physical similarity there? Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty, considering the circumstance, you guys got to give me credit. That's a pretty good answer. Like, it was bang, bang questions. It's the best answer. And so, it's Affleck. So, so we, we, we're Boston guys, and, like, we ride for Ben Affleck. And, like, huge. nobody rides oh, for Ben Affleck. Unbelievable. So. Yeah, unbelievable actor. Like, great, great actor. And, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was on the spot. Another guy I would say is probably that, uh, what's his name, from The Punisher? A John Bernthal? Yes. Oh, exactly. John Bernthal rocks. He's great. Yeah, that's He's another awesome. good actor. I think I think that that could, uh, I mean, kind of resemble myself a little bit. But you know, considering the bang bang questions, you guys got to give me credit. Ben's a good answer. Like that's. No, I mean, I didn't have time to think about that. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic answer. He's great. Uh, you're also just like uh, not to blow smoke. You're a terrific interview. Like you're you're uh, do it. For how much Pete's been fucking around and asking silly questions, I think that you've handled them very well. You know what? If you weren't bullshitting me all interview, I'd believe you. But thank you for that. I, <laughs> I, I, really, <laughs> I thank you. No, truly. I mean, when we were booking this, um, Jeffrey, the media relations person, was like, yeah, send along some like uh, things that you're thinking of doing with them. And I was like, buddy. We're thinking of doing everything. <laughs> if, if we send that stuff, you won't let us You're do right. anything with them. Buddy, so. we're taking him on a spaceship to the motherfucking moon. Does that sound good? Because I think he'll be down. Uh, kid, Sean's, uh, Sean is spelt S-H-A-W-N. You're S-E-A-N. Uh, could you give us uh, your rankings of Sean spellings? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really didn't have a choice in how I, how I got mine spelled, so... Um... What if you did? Yeah. That's what you see. This is why these bang, bang questions are tough. Like this might be harder than the first question you asked me today. So <laughs> I'd have to say, <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, so I know much, the answer. Like, 
One, I, I get some. What do you think it is? One, Sean, as in Sean Figgins. C-H-O-N-E. That is just the most gangster spelling I've ever heard in my life. Two, Sean, as in our producer, Sean. S-H-A-W-N. Three, Sean, as in Sean Dersey. S-E-A-N. Four, Sean, as in uh, uh, musician Sean Fleming. S-H-A-U-N. And five, Sean, as in former NFL running back, Sean Green, S-H-O-N-N. It's probably a nice guy. Hate that spelling. You ever hear of the one S-I-A-N? So I know Siobhan, which is similar, which is like S-I-O-B-H-A-N. That's a good one. But there's there's a a, a S-I-O-N? I know a Sean S-I-A-N. S I I would like are they Armenian? I mean, typically, if it ends in I A N, it's Armenian, but that doesn't sound Armenian to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's but a tough I, one. I get some. I get some pretty funny, you know, Ubers where, you know, they can't say my name, and I'm like, it's it's a pretty common name. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get they're sounding it out, but I get Cian, Scene, like. So maybe I wouldn't rank mine one. Maybe I I I, I kind of like your rankings. Put me in the the two three spot. Yeah, that's, there's not too much pressure on you. And like if you thrive there, then they'll be like, I bet I bet that S E A N knew all along he had it in him. But we weren't. You see, that's just I'm managing expectations here. Like you, you don't want to be you don't want to be the one seed because you know come playoffs everyone thinks you're kind of gonna run through the bracket. You don't want to be the sixth or you're the seventh seed or the eighth seed because you're going to get torched. Like, it, you, you really don't have much of a chance. You had a bad season. You kind of want to fall in the two, three, even four spot because then, you know, you get the four, five matchup early on. You can take them out. You build a little confidence because it's, it's a good enough opponent where it preps you for the one. Then, then comes the one seed where, you know, you get the right bounces, you take them out, and then you're laughing on your way to the finals where, you just took out the one seed. You can you can kind of be the new one. You're seed, so. so right about the five seed thing because when like an eight upsets a one, people are like, oh, damn, I guess that one seed oh. was a little too big for their britches. And like all these, there's like a narrative that goes with all these. But when a five upsets a four, it's like, uh, well, what the fuck do we do with these guys now? Because there it is. Are, are they like, would they have upset the one seat? Like all these things. And I, that keeps you like a little bit of a dark. All I'll say is, all I'll say is you just put yourself in a really tough position because if the Coyotes end up making the playoffs as like a six, seven or eight seed this year, <laughs> I cannot wait to clip that portion of the interview and just be like, Sean Dersey says the Coyotes are fucking cooked before the playoffs <laughs> zero, even start. Zero contact. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dersey talking about the Coyotes playoff <laughs> If you're a seven seed, you're fucked. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I mean, we find when doing clips, uh, no context is better because it allows us to uh, to make the the player look whichever way we want them to. So no, I figure players get so mad when things are taken out of context. It's like, oh, well, it wouldn't have been as cool and fun if we just did what you meant. No, I knew right away from this from this uh, this little chat we're having that you guys were gonna blow blow my clips up in in all the wrong ways and make me look like an idiot. Forwards suck. Sean Dersey <laughs> said can't trust any forwards and yeah. Sean Dersey says Coyotes have no chance in the playoffs and you guys I I knew right away from question number one. It's Sean, yeah, and 
I mean, we we actually got like light canceled by uh, your friends in Toronto because I don't know if you saw the video last week of William Nylander laughing during the national anthem, which in in all seriousness, like was fine. It was the national anthem was ridiculous. It was like this guy shredding on the guitar and that was cool. But William Nylander was like laughing and kind of looking around being like, this is wild, right? And with straight faces, we said that uh, he wasn't going to get anything in free agency because all 26 American teams were going to drop out because he hates the troops and like saying all this stuff that was clearly That's your bullshit. guys' quote? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, it kicked off the clip with William Nylander hates the troops. Yeah. Oh, and- I can't wait to see the Sean Durie clip. <laughs> yeah. We'll tag it. Don't worry. Yeah. What see you- yeah. Just give us every political affiliation you've ever had. And uh, the cool thing about these days is no matter what your affiliation is, we can say it as though it's slang. Like, I, I, I'm like a pretty, I'm what somebody would call like a soy boy, cuck, whatever. But if I want to insult Pete, who is also one, I can also be like, ah, liberal failing podcast host. And they're like, oh, damn, Pete sounds stupid now. So again, we'll though, either way. Again, though, with the Nylander, you're just not going to get me to criticize any other players. Like, you just can't do it. No matter how hard you guys try, I just won't do it. So you're supporting somebody who hates the troops, which means by association, Sean Dersey also hates the troops. I mean, I'm just listening to your conversation, but I'm just not saying anything back. I, I told you guys that I, I came on. I know that first question stumped me a bit, but I, I sharpened out after that. So nothing, nothing's <laughs> yeah. getting past me right that now. Was, was that like Silence a welcome to the being NH- complicit sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, I know we've taken up way more of your time than we uh, wanted to, but what's it like being an Alan Walsh uh, client in the Twitter slash X era of the world existing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, seriously, everyone laughs about that, but, like, Alan is, is seriously the best guy ever. Like, I, I can't even explain to you how much I love him. Like, he's, he's such a great person, like, me and him can have a conversation about anything at any time and, you know, talk forever. And and he's just so good about everything so far in my career. I, I can't thank him enough. He was, he's a straight up guy. I'll tell you that for free. He's right away. He, he tells you how, how it is. And as a player, that's kind of what you want. I mean, you have so many people just blow smoke up your ass and, and you know, tell you this, that, but for him to kind of find the right times to tell you how it is and, say this is this is kind of what you need to do and and especially early on when i was you know just trying to establish myself in the league he's like i've seen this he's gonna be honest with you i've seen players come i've seen players go this is really important and obviously i'm not going to give away all of his secrets especially to you two guys but um (laughs) i'm just kidding fair it's fair (laughs) but uh no honestly he was he was really 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 important for me and early on in my career he just telling me how it is like this is this is why guys have come this is why guys have gone and and him just having that experience is really important to me because yeah I could have learned by experience but sometimes you know at that stage in my career if you learn by experience you're not getting a second chance like it's it's do or die especially coming in as you know a call up and a couple years pro like you gotta gotta show that you can play so um, I mean, I, I love Alan. I, I, I love his family. I, I love everything he's done for me so far. And, you know, we have a really good relationship. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty pretty wild on, on X sometimes, you could say, or Twitter. But he, uh, 
in the just of it, he's just looking out for his players. And I think that's really important to have a guy to go back, go to bat for you and go to bat for the players in the league. I think that's, that's kind of what he does. And, and you see the just of it there. That's yeah, the, yeah like, you I, have I don't to, doubt that he loves his players. I'm going it to say, like, like, you have to know, like, he he's going to ride <laughs> yeah. for you guys. Like, I don't think he's doing that shit on Twitter and then going into contract negotiations and being like, look, we all know my guy isn't great, but <laughs> you know, like, I'm sure, like, he, that belief seems very, very genuine because, like, typically you're not that passionate if you don't so feverishly believe in the people. Has there ever been a conversation where you're like, hey, if, if, you're going to send a tweet about me. Can you just like maybe run it by me first? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would hope he would probably, but um, no, he's, he's like, like you guys said, like you can see that like mm -hmm. he cares about his players and as a player, that's all you could ask for. Like there's so many things that I don't want to talk about as a player on, on that side of things. Like leave me out of it. Like that is for, that is why I have him. And, and that is why he's so important to me is because I don't want to go in and say, you know, all that stuff. Just that's, I just want to play, you know, do my thing on the ice, uh, enjoy the time I have. It, it's, it's such a privilege to play and, and to worry about that stuff and be stressed out. And, you know, guys, so many guys beat themselves up negotiation contract years. And he, he gives me such confidence in just being able to go play and, and be myself that it's, it's, it's such a good relationship we have. And, maybe get some hate for the stuff he says on Twitter's, but you know, he's, he's really just, just loves his players. Like he's just going to bat for them. It's well, it's the cool thing is if we put out any of the clips that we've threatened to so far, this episode, he is going Ooh, to send a tweet. You guys are getting <laughs> backlash. He, right, like, so that, that's, I, maybe that's also part of the reason why like that's muscle. We can't fuck with you because like, <laughs> we can't fuck with you online because you have like, the like, biggest gangster yeah, you on have, like, all of sports of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You have Tony Soprano of Twitter just like sitting there. And it does remind me, I was watching Tony the Sopranos Soprano. rerun recently and somebody said like, the one thing about Tony Soprano is you always know where you stand with him. Mm -hmm. That's probably like, th that sounds like it relates big time to Alan Walsh. Well, is Alan Walsh Tony Soprano? <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen, Sean. We got all these jerseys ador adorned on our set. And uh, when we have particularly amazing guests, we're going to get that player's jersey and put it back there. You have earned a Sean Dersey jersey on this set. How do you feel about that? Hold on, Pete. Is this guy, is this guy bullshitting me again? Or no, I, no. I can't even tell anymore. Like it, This is a true story. So such a great face. <laughs> you might be like the second commit, uh, commitment that we've made. We're going to get a uh, Kirill Marchenko jersey for the set, and now we're getting a Sean Dersey jersey for the set. Right on, boys. I appreciate that. Hell Thank yeah. you. I mean, uh, before you leave, could you put us uh, – you, if you have, like, a marketing person there or anybody who, like, sends people free shit, you just put them on. We have a question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> We are not going to pay for it. <laughs> We've decided. We've send, decided I'll you're send. such a good guest that we will accept you giving us. I'll, your send, I'll, send, I'll send Jeffrey your way. He'll uh, he'll he'll set you guys up. All right, Perfect. Sean, you are the best. Uh, we're I think this is airing after the Cowboys play. I was going to make fun of the Cowboys and everything, but sincerely, you've been so awesome with us. Like, go Cowboys for your sake. I know you're a big fan. Thanks, guys. I was going right. to say that. That would be the last straw there, but thanks. <laughs> 
lot of things there. First of all, I really wish you made the Cowboys joke. I, I really, really made. First of all, that is heavily edited down, even to get that. And my fair part is all the edit points. If you got a savvy eye and you could tell the edit points, at least one of us has a smirk at every edit point because the previous part was funny or like we were fucking around or like one of us did something on the Cowboys thing. One of the things we had planned with the initial icebreaker was this is airing after the Cowboys play. So how disappointed are you in what happened to the Cowboys? Because we fucking knew the Cowboys were going to lose, but he ended up being such a good guest and we came up with a different icebreaker that we never ended up getting around to that. That conversation ruled so fucking hard. I love that he acknowledged like, you know what? Sure, I was thrown for a loop in the beginning, but I've caught up to you fuckers now and you can't <laughs> yeah. get me now. The We never really give each other direction when we're going into it. I said to you before, I was like, if you want to read what my question is, you can read it. All I ask is I need you to be with me through the first question because... If we can put up a front through this really dumb first question, we got fucking high stakes. And it was, he was so fucking, like, I I didn't think that he would seriously try to answer that, but it set the tone. I know. He was, man, he was the I felt so bad that that he genuinely tried to answer it, and I was so concerned for, like, 30 seconds. I was like, oh, this is going to be the most awkward interview ever. He's, like, legitimately trying to give, like, a a professional answer to this question. I don't know if he's going to play the game, but, like, the journey of the interview is probably my favorite thing that we've done so far, and I feel like I say that every time. But, like, the journey of him being, like, what did I get myself into? And then, like, by the end was absolutely grabbing the most ass of any uh, of any interview that we've done is the best so yeah the 50 50 plus minute interview if you want to go see the full thing go to youtube it'll be up there later today uh yeah just lovely guy uh just clearly one of the boys and, and i love again, that so much i know that like jackie redmond is doing one of these shows now too and i don't want to like let the cat too far out of the bag but like these guys rock like NHL <laughs> players are fucking fun. They're humans. Dudes rock. Yeah. They're raised on a lot of respect shit. So they're going to generally be humble, but they're still funny people who like to fuck around. And uh, I love yeah. the teams are letting us do this sort of thing. We have so much fucking fun during these interviews. Uh, we need to get to the biggest story in sports though, which is that the Buffalo Sabres had a pizza party and uh, we're That's all right. over it. Uh, I'm a, are, are right. you big? Are you big into uh, sports receipts? Twitter. I don't mean receipts for like you said this, but when a yeah. receipt is posted from something, whether it's a bar tab or in this case a pizza party, do you like uh, picking through these things? Um, depends what it is. Like the pizza party thing didn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, but like, obviously the Bruins tab after they won the Stanley cup was very interesting and kind of just seeing what the guys are drinking and and stuff like that, that, that is more interesting to me than like what kind of pizza they're getting. But I do, I think we do have some takes that are coming from, from you two. So I'm interested to hear those. I mean, we'll cook, check out this. I just think it's funny when there's a receipt that says a famous person's name on it. It says Rasmus Dahlin, and uh, it's a pickup order. Here is the order for the boys. Six large cheese pizzas, six large pepperoni, uh, three large Hawaiian pizza. No, uh, 
I was gonna say the 55 burgers, 55 shakes, <laughs> uh, six large cheese pizzas, six large pepperonis, three large Hawaiian pizza, one bucket of wings, one, two buckets of medium wings. That first bucket was mild, and one bucket of barbecue wings. And Sean, your take from this, at a boy on the drop, your take from this was. <laughs> People are obviously going to get on the whole, or obviously the Hawaiian pizza thing is alarming. I forgot the way you put it, but you want to focus on the mild wings. I pushed back on you and I said, hey, shut the fuck up about Hawaiian pizza. You're allowed yeah, we're to. We're not doing that. Hawaiian pizza rocks and pineapple belongs. Hawaiian pizza does not rock. It does. Shut the fuck no. up. No, 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 So no. Do, do you know where he's coming from though, Pete? It's a, this no. has a twist. So is it uh, is it because is it it's actually Canadian? No, no, no. Hawaiian pizza sucks because ham doesn't belong on pizza. I love pineapple on pizza, but ham is such a mid pizza meat. Like I would much rather have pineapple in sausage or pepperoni or I think it's fine. Almost yeah. anything. I, I usually, I usually do. Uh, I usually do pineapple and bacon. Pineapple and bacon is a great substitute. You yeah. ever done Ooh, like yeah. pineapple chicken and bacon? That is incredible. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, so I don't know what the, I'm sure somebody's going to get mad at us and be like, well, that's not actually Hawaiian pizza if you put bacon instead of ham or whatever. Like, it's not, yeah. to me, any any pizza with pineapple on it is a Hawaiian pizza. No. I don't know if that's incorrect or not, that but like incorrect. that's. I mean, it's got to have, so? it's got, it's got to have ham and yeah, pineapple Hawaiian for pizza it to be. Is, is ham and pineapple. First off, well, I guess I, wanted, I just I guess I just like pineapple on pizza then, like because yeah, no, no, I, I which is completely acceptable. And I think if you don't like pineapple on pizza, you're a child and you need to grow up. It's it's good. Okay, and, okay. I, this was not is, the, the not the reaction I was expecting to have from your take, but I think that's fine. I got in this fight with Scott Zolak one time. He was like, "Fruit doesn't belong on pizza, folks." Guess what pizza's made of? It has three <laughs> ingredients, fruit. and one of them is fruit. Yep. So fruit does belong on pizza. I'll tell you what, my least favorite topping um, among like foods that I enjoy, like I don't like olives, but I, so obviously I don't like olives on a pizza, but black olives on a pizza though. Mm, 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 so I don't, I don't like that. No. Yeah. But, disgusting. I'll eat oh, yeah. it if it's there. Black olives on pizza is delicious. If you're ordering it, you're a psychopath. I hate banana peppers on pizza. Oh, boo. I think it overpowers boo. everything so much. I like a good, I like mild flavors on pizza. I, I want the, I want the. I want the, the first line center of the pizza to be its crust, its sauce, its mozzarella. I don't necessarily want one flavor that overpowers it. So like sausage is as loud as I'll go with the flavor. Although I'll say like, I'll put barbecue chicken on a pizza all day. I, I, I think that that's a fine, fine stance. I, I, I kind of agree with you there. Um, we have very I, I, similar I'm taste buds, curious. though, that the listeners should know. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm more curious, though, like, Sean, what's your opinion on Domino's? Uh, I love Domino's. Uh, I mean, I, I okay. love Domino's for... I love Domino's in the way that I love McDonald's. Like, if I want pizza, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. probably not getting Domino's. If I want a burger, I'm probably not getting McDonald's. But there's so often that I'm craving Domino's or McDonald's. The thing is, it's like its own category. Like, McDonald's yeah. is McDonald's. McDonald's not, is not... not like, it's not it's a... McDonald's. You're not getting a cheeseburger. Yes. You're getting McDonald's. I, I, it's, I, that's I how I feel about Domino's. You're not getting pizza. You're getting Domino's. I and, will like, say... Your, your expectations have to change based on that. The biggest change... So, I always say, like, Subway always tastes good because the only time you get it is when... Hopefully, Subway is not a sponsor. <laughs> the only time you get it is when you're so hungry that you'll eat Subway. And when you're really, really <laughs> hungry... 
anything tastes good. Yes. The biggest change, obviously, I am outspoken as uh, the one of the rare human beings to quit drinking and gain weight as a result because I just eat everything. The biggest dietary change to me not drinking is I have not had Domino's in like... <laughs> I don't know, like 15 months now or whatever it's been because the only time I would get Domino's would be like I'd come back from a Celtics game, host, and be like, Domino's o'clock. I never just get Domino's anymore, and I miss it. I had Domino's two weeks ago. I, um, I think you're wrong in the first part of your argument because I've, I've cut back on drinking. I haven't completely cut it out of out of my life, but I've cut back on drinking and I've definitely gained weight because what I've given up in terms of alcohol, I've picked up in weed and just, I will just eat everything when I smoke. Yeah, yeah. And what? I've, I've gotten Domino's like three times in the past month <laughs> and I smoke two pizzas at a time. I mean, I, while we've got, that. while we've got our hands full of ass, uh, <laughs> let me ask, <laughs> what is your, uh, Pete knows my weird stoned move of uh, Uber Eats. Uh, Sean, I will get a single item. If I am properly stoned, I will Uber Eats like one candy bar and spend like $9 to do it. That's psychotic. Which is the weirdest fucking thing uh, on a long list of weird things about all three of us. That might be the weirdest thing. I will Uber I would Eats. feel so conscious about my, about the delivery driver's opinion of me. Yeah, I would just be like dropping off one candy bar. I mean, he's still got he's got to make the run, but he doesn't have to get as much shit. Isn't that nicer? And I'm gonna tip him because I'm a stoned idiot. Well, you, I think I, I, I used I to drive a little get, more. I think when you're getting more, like the driver's like, it feels like it's worth it. Like yeah. it feels like the the like the trip is for Plus, a purpose. If you're getting you're a just getting bar, that means the DoorDash driver most likely had to get out of their car and go into the grocery store and use their little like DoorDash card to buy. A, a candy bar so it's more work than the average doordash delivery because i i used to drive doordash back in arizona and those were my least favorite is going into the grocery store so um, yeah uh, I, saw, I saw somebody in the comments and i i think i think they tweeted uh receipts if this is the same person somebody did the ice cream and yes. uh cinnamon toast crunch experiment yeah. and they said it was delicious so credit to you Deej. Wait, i will I, know I, they did it they tried it with americone dream i do it with the tonight dough starring jimmy fallon but i will not lie if i had to guess I probably have done it with Americone Dream. Something about the late night Ben and Jerry's collaborations are very, very, very I good. I love Ben and Jerry's so much. I have, we well, those got guys off love weed, the, though. We got off the pizza party too fast, though. Okay. I had more. <laughs> first off. We're grabbing the wrong ass, boys. Uh, first off, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to say that uh, I'm so, I so strongly disagree with Pete. What guys are ordering for a pizza party is way more interesting to me than hockey players getting drunk. Like, cool. You won a Stanley Cup and now you spent 10 grand on alcohol. Awesome. I'd rather see what the boys are doing when they're getting together watching some football. Ten uh, grand, buddy. They bought a they bought a, a bottle of spades that costs a hundred thousand dollars. That's such a Sabres fan read where he can't identify. <laughs> He's like, I I have no interest in celebrating winning a Stanley Cup. I'm more interested <laughs> in having a Monday night eating some pizza. I wonder why. Okay. Losers mentality. <laughs> First off, fuck you both. Uh secondly. We haven't mentioned the fact that Zach Benson was apparently sent to pick up the pizza order, which is also like I would uh, all respect to Zach Benson, top two favorite Sabres player for me. But also if I was like working at a pizza shop in Buffalo and they're like Rasmus Deline's coming in and then they just send in this little blonde 18 year old to pick up the pizza. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I wanted Rasmus. Uh, but also, I want to know and I, this is maybe a very Buffalo specific thing. I have a grandma in my family, um, as many families do. And Sick brag. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, no grandpa though, so it's give and take. But um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, they ordered like one thing of mild wings, which was very much like, ah, grandma's here today, so we can't order the hot wings. I want to know who's the fucking coward that was like, make sure we have some mild. <laughs> I'm looking at Kyle Ocposo. He kind of gives me a mild wings kind of vibe. Um, he's just an old guy. <laughs> he um, does. But like, I just want to know what's like, there, there, someone fucked this all up. It should have been like six pepperoni, six cheese, up two buckets of medium, a bucket of, of hot, and I'm so pro barbecue wings, so I'm there on that. But I, I'm just, I got a lot of questions about what was going on at this pizza party. Let me say, uh, as somebody with silent reflux, it is possible that the person who ordered the mild, so I, I love spicy food. Same. I think that buffalo wings don't taste that good. I think that buffalo sauce is not a particularly great flavor. It just tastes like vinegar to me. I quit. So I know, I know you, you, I, most human beings disagree with this. If I'm, I still will eat spicy foods, despite the fact that I should not for the sake of not ruining my throat. I am not going to play that card on something that I don't think is amazing. So if I have to do some sort of Buffalo wings, I will do the most mild one possible because they don't taste good to me anyway. So I'm not going to fuck up my throat for that. So that maybe sounds like someone who's been living in Boston and not the greatest food city in America. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. The two, I, I think it's just a taste of vinegar because I don't like buffalo sauce and I hate balsamic vinegar. That mm. that makes me like that smell makes me throw up. Okay. Gross. Interesting. I just uh, want to can we go back to the receipt real quick? Because yeah. I just want to point out uh, something weird is that it says Rasmus Dalene at the very top of the receipt. Like that's the name of the restaurant that they ordered from. Like they just made it they wanted to make it extremely clear that Dalene ordered this this oh, pizza in this well, order. I'm it's all over the one. receipt. I'm, it's all over the receipt, first and last name. I've never seen that before. I'm guessing it was very much like, hey, this is a very important customer. So make sure we get this order. Like we 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 ball out on this order. There's no excuse for you to like you. And just put at the top. Don't fuck for this up with the Sabres team pizza party. <laughs> you, I mean, don't. Well, that's another thing that I am very interested in. So this is a little bit of Buffalo knowledge. Lenova Pizza, official pizza of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. Um, in my opinion, and I think in the opinion of a lot of Buffalo pizza, people, just absolutely dog shit pizza. And me saying that is very risky because. Lenovo, very famously run by the largest um, Italian mob in Buffalo. Like, it's run by a oh, con family. Yeah. It was very much started as, like, a front for the mob, and then it got big, and now it's the official sponsor of... of I'm just going to say, after hearing that, like, I, I uh, renounce, denounce, whatever it is. I denounce to those Sean's take. My, to those my hands are clean. My grandpa, I don't, my, my grandpa... Nothing to do with it. Listen, my grandfather, Thomas Morelli, he, he was... You asked him about the Italian mob. He said it didn't exist, uh, which to me implies that he was in it. So um, don't. I'm, I'm part of. I'm part of y'all. We're family. I'm sorry if I said the pizza, uh, shit, but it is. It nope. Is uh, uh, take Sean. You, you can have him. We'll find another producer. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. I, but I am very curious. It's very interesting to me that we didn't discover where the pizza was from. Um, because I feel like they would have a, would have had a problem if they had not ordered from the sponsor. <laughs> I will tell you um, what, I do like that the team is still uh, is still getting together, eating some pizza with the boys, watching the big game. Fives are good. Or go Bills. Uh, somebody said, by the way, somebody in the chat said uh, during that conversation, David Pasternak's ankle has entered the chat. 
which I can't remember if it was his ankle or his wrist or what it was, but I th that's a joke about David Pasternak. Uh, yeah. Allegedly, after an event late at night, that waiting like for an Uber. a pizza party, though. What's that? That wasn't like a pizza party. That was like a team function. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was... Just you know, out with the boys. Fell down the stairs or something. Um, uh, quick, a little update before we get out of here. Chaos Chain has finally changed hands. And the Seattle Kraken were shut out by the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is a team that belongs to Sean. So we have a, uh, a Chaos wins, Chain baby. holder within the podcast. And he has now assumed ownership of the Seattle Kraken as well. They so call you Tony. Congratulations to you. Listen, Sean, as I said. Days, 14 days with Seattle Kraken. As I said in our text conversation yesterday, this very much feels like I just passed the open chair in musical chairs while music is still playing because it's like having it now, being there now is cool, but uh, the odds that I'm also here at the end when it actually matters seemed pretty low, so I almost would have rather saved it, but hey, I'll take it. Maybe the Penguins will... Well, that's will that's not necessarily it. true because if, if, the, uh, if the Penguins go on a little winning streak here, you have a chance to grab like four or five teams. I guess that's true. I, I I guess I wasn't fully clear on the rules of the chaos chain. So. What? I don't think anybody is, and that's the beauty of it. But any the, team that the the any team that your team beats while holding the chain, you take you take that team and you own that team. Okay, so let's let's hey, Sid the kid, say the, go they, all over the run. They call you Tony the way that you up the Gwyn. Right. Uh, the Penguins' next okay. game uh, is yeah. yeah. <laughs> Penguins' next game is Saturday against the Vegas Golden Knights, so it could be a quick a quick ownership uh, of the, uh, of the chain. Vegas would you. be a cool team to take though. Vegas would be a very, yeah. Does anybody have Vegas? No, no, uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, last thing. Pete is going to uh, one of the most mid hockey games ever tonight. He's going to the black. Hawks mid is generous, buddy. Generous. I would say the most right. mid, uh, but Pete is going to Blackhawks sharks. So today's edition of the wheel spin is we put 16 Blackhawks and 16 Sharks on the wheel. I know that we could have just done like two, but it's always going to be 32. We're going to spin the wheel. Whichever team it lands on, we will place a money line bet on, and that will at least make this game interesting. So are we ready to spin, boys? Are we all betting on the same I'm gonna team? I'm going to do it. I mean, dude, I, okay. I, I crushed yesterday on football, so suddenly right, your boy is flush with cash. Let's spin. <laughs> Who do we want to be? Who do we want? Sharks. Uh, Blackhawks. I'm going to be in the building, so let's go. Ooh, Hell yeah. Chicago Hawks. Blackhawks. Let's go. Uh, big hometown victory for the for the boys, Tommy Hawk and company. Uh, it's the only person I know on this team other than like Seth Jones, Nick Foligno. Uh, Jason Dick Dickinson got a contract extension today. Two years. Whoa. What do you get? Two years? Uh, Two years, 4.25, I think it was. I'm telling so, you what, they, uh, they're spending all of that Nylander money on their own I guys. Know. I know. So, uh, But, I mean, they're keeping the guys around that they like. So, um, we'll see what this team looks like next year. But tonight, we root on the Blackhawks. Money line bet. We will be in the building. Vibes will be good. And I'm excited. Well, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Uh, thanks to Sean Dursey for joining. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening anywhere. Oh, wait, hold on. I got I to gotta completely subscribe stop on YouTube, you. Sean. You guys, one of you spelled my name, S-E-A-N, in the oh, rundown. Yeah. Who did? It wasn't me. I, one of you. It was you? I'm guessing it was me. I mean, if anybody fucked something up today, it would probably be me because I'm very, very sick, Sean. That's not so, an excuse. 
That is not. That's weird. Uh, you know what, though? This, this is yeah, going to be a little... I, I was going to say, uh, I, you got an easy excuse here. You can just say, I was editing the Sean Dursey interview while I was doing this, and so it, it crossed my wires. I'm not going to be able to find it, but uh, somewhere years ago, there was talk of when I was working at WEI in Boston, they wanted to do a radio show that was me and Sean Thornton, and I texted him. And I said, hey, Sean, what are you hearing about this thing? They told me to reach out to you to see if you were interested. Apparently, your agent is talking to them. I don't have an agent. I'm an asshole guy. But, like, I'm down to do this if you are. And I spelled Sean wrong. And he was like, "That's over. Uh, over there. maybe I'll do the show if you learn how to spell my fucking name. Ooh. I hate you. And most of our interactions were, like, joking. Fuck off. I never want to talk to you again. But every now and then, there would be a real moment where he was like, get the fuck away from me. And I would still think he was joking. So I was like, ha, 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 my bad. So apparently I just can't spell Sean. So uh, thank you to S-I-N-E Dursey for joining and jump on the YouTube subscribe. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see who wins that very exciting game. Oilers going for 11th in a row. Bye.